Guts and Grit Podcast. A podcast where we discuss overcoming the odds, resiliency, and never giving up. Join us each week as host John Melson, Joy Vatrebeck, and Mark Renahan discuss coming back from failure and never quitting. Guts and Grit, it's go time. Welcome to the Guts and Grit Podcast. I am your host, Mark Renahan. We are on episode four. Of course, I am with my lovely co-host, Joy Vatrebeck. And of course, coming to us over the Zoom as always, Sergeant John Melson. How are you, Johnny? All right. Well, today we are we're doing great, John. It's always good to have you here. Uh, I, I, the first three episodes on your biography of your life was amazing. We want to thank you first for sharing that with us. And so today we're jumping on to our very first special guest, who is a return guest for Joy and I. Uh, so I'm going to let Joy tell you a little bit about today's guest. Today's guest is Sean Pearson. For those of you who might have seen our podcast on Remembering 9-11 20 years later, he talked about his story surviving the Twin Towers. Uh, Sean, if I remember correctly, you were on the 73rd floor of the North Tower Correct. when the first plane hit. And we were in the second, second hit. Second, second hit, yeah. Sorry, second hit, thank you. Um, and made it all the way out 73 flights of stairs later. And I understand that you had some obstacles from that experience that you had to overcome in your life. So if you care to share your story on that. Yeah, Sean, for those who haven't seen, you know, our, our earlier podcast and for John, who doesn't know your story, maybe you could go over briefly from, you know, when you were you were working at Morgan Stanley up in the tower and go from there. And again, Sean, we appreciate this. I know this is not a topic that you love talking about. Uh, and it's just, you know, I know John doesn't love talking about his battles all the time either, but I appreciate the both of you coming on and. And, and sharing your lives with us. So, Sean, go ahead, brother. So, um, not to recant the whole entire story, um, I had got down to about the 33rd story, and um, that's when our building got hit. And the building literally went from, you know, the left side to the middle, to the right side, to the left, to the middle. It kind of, you know, it really got hit hard and we thought it was going to um, snap everybody that was in the stairwell literally took me off my feet um which is no easy task i'm about six four you know 240 50 pounds whatever and it, it literally i had to grab the the, um, the staircase to not fall down um <clears throat> so anyway we, we had gotten out and um you know, long story short, um, there were a lot of uh, mental challenges. Um, I feel like, you know, guys like John, um, they know what they're getting into when they sign up for the military. Um, and we appreciate everything you guys do. Um, and, and I mean, it really, because of September 11th, I, I feel like I have a pretty strong connection to a lot of the guys in the military. I've got friends that... You know, I see your U.S. Um, Army uh, flag in the background and the Marines, and I've got a friend who was actually did he did both also. We did uh, ten years in the Marines and ten years in the Army, and he was, you know, one of the guys that helped me out the most because he kind of had a little bit of a dark sense of humor, which helped me help me kind of <laughs> you know laugh a little bit about some of the things um, because there were times when honestly I thought I'm not going to kill myself but 
you know, if I died, it'd be no big deal. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I had a really hard time for the first, you know, bunch of years. Um, like I said, it wasn't suicidal, but if I died, I died. It didn't matter to me. So um, Sean, not to cut you off, but uh, and that came from a lot. Like you lost a lot of friends, um, you know, that you worked with mm-hmm. when the when the plane hit. And you know, I know you you were telling me uh, either in the last show or when we talked privately that like you used to have pizza with the firefighters outside and things like that. So losing a lot of those people was a traumatic event. I'm assuming, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know those guys, but, you know, going back to that story, you know, we would go for our four o'clock slice every day. So every day the stock market bell would go and we'd all go take a walk and, you know, walk around Manhattan. We'd get either like an Italian icy or um, or a slice of pizza or whatever, um, and then go back and work for a couple hours, go home. Um, So anyway, you know, we kind of sort of got to know those guys. It wasn't like, hey, how you doing, John? But it'd be like, hey, how you doing, guys? You know what I mean? And you know, as I was coming down the stairs, seeing them coming up, and I knew these guys are not coming down, you know, and, and I can still see some of their faces ingrained in my brain, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I literally can, because uh, I knew they weren't coming down, you know, and I knew, I knew it was terrorism right away. There was no question in my mind. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, there was a huge connection to that. And as it, like I said, to me, there was a connection with the military. Um, I've, I've got, you know, like I said, a bunch of friends are in the military. And <clears throat> some of them would call me and just say, hey, man, you got to get some coloring books, you know, because, <laughs> again, like, I feel like when you're deployed, you train for this. You dream about this. You know, you know, you know exactly what you're going to do. That wasn't in my game plan, you know what I mean? I was coming to work one day and, um, you know, was having a cup of coffee, you know, just booting my computer up like I did every single day and all of a sudden, boom, it got hit. So, you know, there was a, a level of safety that just gets taken from you. And, you know, after that, no matter where I was, the first thing I was doing was looking, you know, and I wasn't telling anybody this, this is all going on between my ears, but my brain was going nonstop. You know, it was like, if I was in a stadium, you know, where are the exits? How am I going to get out? Um, if I'm in a building, crap, I have to stay on the 20th floor for work. I would just have to get really, really drunk, uh, to be able to go to sleep because I couldn't, I couldn't sleep. I had too much anxiety. Um, you know, and I had a real corporate gig back then. I was at the time I was in pharmaceuticals, and I, you know, come back to Boston, and um, you know, I remember being in 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 um, I was either in Boston or New York for a meeting, and it wasn't too too far after September 11th, maybe a couple of years, but I'm higher than I'd want to be, and all of a sudden there's a fire drill. And everything's flashing and, and, and the sirens are going off. And as you can imagine, that's not, that's not very cool with my brain. Um, it took me years and years and years to work this stuff out and to, um, to know, you know where my comfort zone was. I can go into a hotel now and go up high. I can, I can take a plane, you know. Uh, there was times when... Um, Actually, not times, every time. Every time I took a plane, um, I'd tell the person, like, I can't be alone with my own thoughts. I'm going to have to talk to you the whole time. 
I'm really sorry. I can't. I can't. If I if I shut my eyes and I put the and, and if I put the headphones on, I'm going to lose my mind. So I had to talk the whole time, and you know, I'd make jokes and laugh and you know, talk about whatever they wanted to talk about, but I couldn't stop. And I'm not. I'm not kidding either. There was a lot of things in the beginning where um, I grew up around an air base. Uh, I still live around an air base down near Otis Air Force Base. So we had planes going over us all the time. And um, every single time a plane would go by, it would feel like when I was dead asleep, okay, I was not conscious. My muscles would tense up so bad that it felt like the muscles were gonna rip off the bone. And in the morning, I'd be sore as if I'd worked out like a lunatic. Um, and that was like the fear that, you know, was in my head, you know what I mean? And that's not a normal reaction. Um, I have got a million stories like that in the early years, you know, jets flew over at the Falmouth road race and I, you know, I jumped and, you know, kind of almost crashed. Um, it was another time where Again, in a dead sleep, thunder hit and uh, jumped over my wife. And I remember my face hitting, I wasn't awake even. My face hit the, the wall and I woke up crying, you know, um, not knowing what was going on, I had no clue. Uh, Cause I was, out of, I was in a dead sleep. I'm sure these are some of the stories that um, John, you might be able to relate to, hopefully you don't. Hopefully, I sound like a complete lunatic. Uh, <laughs> well, Johnny, I, John, when you hear Sean talk about, and this is what caught me, Sean, when you said, like, uh, I, I wasn't trained for this. Like, you know, like, John spends, from, from what the picture there tells me, John trains pretty much all day for combat almost. But I know, you know what I mean, Johnny. But, Johnny, can you maybe touch a little bit on, like, the differences? Because, you know, again, like, John trains his men, uh, and, and there's a great article that one of the best stories about John that I love is that one of your, your groups of men, John, were in trouble. Uh, you weren't there. You flew in on a helicopter. And when you got off, your guys were like, we were more afraid of John yelling at us, you know, like letting him down. than you know, from our training, then, you know, we suddenly rallied. So tr the training that the military guys go through is just it's incredible that it, it lets them do stuff. But, Johnny, do you want to maybe touch a little bit on like some of the training you do that might prepare you and, and just. If you've had any incidences, I know you've lost, I don't even want to get into it, but uh, you know, I know you've lost guys and you've had some bad, you had to have had some bad thoughts. And from those of us who've heard the first three stores, your early life was just, you know, something that a lot of people might've given up. Just like you said, Sean, like, I'll die, I don't care. But you want to touch on that, Johnny? Boy, and Sean, I want to really thank you, man, from the bottom of my heart, man, to share your story with, with all of us here and, and put it out there. I, what I don't want to do is cause you in this conversation, this opportunity to talk to you, to ha make, cause you to relive it, right? Those bad times, uh, what, I'm, what I've been picking up on is while you're conscious, your coping mechanism is to be able to keep your mind occupied by like talking to that person sitting next to you. And I look at it as a, as a means of staying engaged, staying engaged in, in the reality right there so you don't have to get caught up in those thoughts, right? And then your mind just takes you to a bad place. Um, and, and I can relate to that. You know, I, as Mark makes jokes about how much time I invest in training and everything, it's, it's those, it keeps me busy. 
right? So I don't have to think about and relive those moments over and over and over in my head um, that are terrible from our past, right? That's things that we endured and went through. But there were some things I, I really enjoyed wanting to ask. I, I'm looking forward to asking you, Sean, um, because I'm, I'm going to say, we, as far as you just as a human being, not not just because I'm a soldier and what you do for a line of work as human beings, um, were you married and have kids and family or anything at that time when 9-11 happened? No, no. Okay. So, but I was 28, I was 28 years old and, you know, just working and doing my thing. Yeah. And so like when, when all that happened, the shock and awe and, you know, every, everything's going on and it, like, are you, are you a religious person? Yeah. yeah. So a lot of those times like that, when I was, I found myself in bad situations. Um, a lot of things I just would think about was like uh, Mark knows in previous episodes, uh, I put a lot of emphasis on my family, you know, like I got to make this out for my family. I got to make this out. Uh, you know, I, I had faith in a, in a higher power, right. Me and uh, Mark were Catholic. I don't know your religious preference. Yeah. So there was things that would go through me, my head in those worst of times, they were like, you know what? Like, this is where I'm meant to be. Uh, I gotta, I gotta resort to methods to get through this. Um, and I used all those belief systems, like of that, of having, you know, the belief in my family, belief in uh, my religion, stuff like that, to go ahead and try and push through and not let the the shock and awe of the the, the traumatic event prevent me from taking action, right? And I, and I think, you know, you as a survivor. I would say that there's some of that that you can relate to as well. You know, instead of just freezing up and becoming. Well, it's funny. It's funny, John, because um, I think um, I I think that I'm I'm probably more a more stressed person than the average person. But um, in really stressful situations, time slows down for me. Um, so like, I, I don't, I don't know how much, uh, Mark told you about my, my story, but I actually saved somebody that day, um, because there were, there were people that, uh, were like a deer in the headlights. And so one of the girls I grabbed, she was one of the assistants and she's like, didn't know what to do. And she had on these huge heels, you know, and we had to go downstairs with, you know, slip resistant, uh, staircase, you know, like sandpaper, right? Heavy duty sandpaper. So if she took her shoes off, her feet would have been bleeding in, you know, two or three flights. You know, we had to go down 73. So, um, you know, I grabbed her and I picked her up eight billion times. You know, and every time she fell down, I picked her up. She fell down, I picked her up. So, you know, as far as, you know, the actual day, the only time that I, I kind of got scared was when our actual building got hit and I did make the sign of the cross. And, Say to God, this is it. This is how I'm going to die, huh? And, um, you know, I, I was lucky enough to, to get out. And then, you know, years later, I said, man, was I lucky enough? Because maybe I shouldn't be here, you know? Because, I, I, you know, I, I had a really tough time. A lot of tough, tough, tough uphill years. Um, you know, and it's like, again, the, the, the military guys know when they're going off to Afghanistan or whatever, they've had these thoughts already. 
um, of what happens if, right? Like you, you've thought of these things before and I hadn't thought of any of these things. You know what I mean? Um, none of these things were, you know, going to be part of my world as far as I, you know, I was sitting up, you know, in an office with an air conditioning and a lot of the things that you you don't have, you know, in the sandbox, right? right. So, so uh, you know, it just wasn't, it's like, I guess the way that I can describe it is I think you guys were mentally prepared, but also it's like, if you go to Afghanistan, you know, that's your danger zone, right? But you probably also know when you come home to Milton or wherever you live that, you know, it's going to be all right. Nothing's, this is your safe place, right? Yeah. I came home and then what happened to Boston? Yeah, with the bomb. Then there was, then there, then there was the Boston was bombing. So... I can't tell you how uh, um, messed up that made my head, right? Very good, Sean. We we, we had a big talk about no swearing before you. Good sorry. job, boys. Sorry, sorry. It's okay. Sorry. You did well. You did well. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, we appreciate it, man. I know you hate going yeah, through this, sorry. so I know this is a tough uh, thing. But sometimes it's good to talk about it. Not to cut you off, but Johnny, I got a question for you. Um, you know, I, I can tell when Sean gets a little... Well, I, I've talked to Sean about this, but I know you've gone through, I don't really want to get into it, so many losses of troops and soldiers and all that. you have any secrets that you like to do if you're having a, John, you know, Sergeant Melson's having a bad day, he's thinking about whatever. Do you have any secrets that you use to kind of get over the hump to get yourself moving again? I don't know if it would be able to apply to everyone else. I probably have one or two screws loose upstairs. <laughs> All of us sitting here with a smile on our face and, and laughing. I find humor. I try and find humor in some of the most ridiculous things. Mm-hmm. And I, I find that there's a lot of healing and a lot of strength, recouping strength with the ability to be able to laugh. Like there's not, a thi- there's not a thing that you could laugh about. I'm sure as you guys try to make your way out of the, the building, mm-hmm. right? Just like some of the, the ambushes I've been involved in where I've lost friends. Like I, I can't laugh about that incident, but other things in the, in my day, I can go ahead and laugh about it and, and try and help myself get out of that dark place. Right. And I'm sure. I, I, I think I, I told Mark a, a story where um, on September 11th, you know, we're here in the, it's not like today where everybody has a cell phone in their hand and there's a flat screen TV everywhere. Right. So we're hearing all kinds of crazy stuff in the streets. I mean, in my mind, we're getting carpet bombed in every major city in in, in the whole country. Because I'm hearing that, you know, it was Pennsylvania got hit. I heard Brooklyn got hit. And I'm like, Brooklyn? Like, that's all residential. Like, why, why would they hit Brooklyn? So anyway, um, my, my funny story that kind of helped me out was it was I walked into a, uh, I, I walked past a, um, barbershop and some um, Asian lady came out and gives us you know a bottle of water which was awesome because we just come down 73 flights of stairs and you know I was thirsty and then I look in the barbershop there's a guy getting his hair cut huh. here I'm thinking it's the end of the world I'm thinking the bible I'm thinking like you know God's gonna come down and the whole world's gonna be flattened and flames and fire and dragons and whatever 
And this guy is just like, I'm going to go out looking good. You know, he's getting his hair cut. He's like, I'm going to look fresh to death on the last days, you know? And that's, <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. You know, I'm like, Jesus, look at this. This is un unbelievable. John, do you, do you get your hair cut a lot in tough situations <laughs> before? I, I noticed that, uh, you know, you keep your hair nice and tight. Well, I'm going to say I have a savings account just from where I used to spend all my hair products and my haircuts. I have money put aside that I'm going to invest in the 401k. <laughs> You're rich now. No, well, I, I have a question good. for Sean, actually. Go ahead, Sean, go. I have a question for you, actually, along the same lines as uh, John had mentioned and, and you said to uh, alluded to that humor has helped you. Is there anything else that has helped you overcome talking it out? You know something? Um, it's funny. I went to it. Like I said, in the early days, I went to a million different psychologists, psychiatrists, like you name it. Uh, drugs I was on, whatever. Um, honestly, the guy that helped me out the most was um, <clears throat> a friend of mine in the military, talking to him and talking about, you know, what he'd been through and you know, what his thoughts were like. And he's got a dark sense of humor. And that helped me out a lot. It, you know, we had a lot of a lot of laughs, um, but a lot of things we could relate, you know, as a kind of like shell-shocked, you know, person going through it. Um, I had no one I could really talk to um, because everybody reacts differently, mm. you know. And me, I, I, I went through the whole thing and didn't show one emotion, um, but it hit me later on. You know, and I had friends that, you know, it didn't affect them at all. You know, and it, to me, it, you know, it screwed me up because it's like your whole level of trust is gone. It's like, well, if I can get attacked sitting down having a cup of coffee, you know, it can happen anywhere. Right. So it's like, and like I said, when the Boston bombing happened, it kind of, that really kind of set me for, you know, a loop. And like I said, I, you know, John, that's not to say that I was in a loony bin or anything like that. That never happens. I, I pushed to have them put in one, but they they wouldn't let me. They actually said we don't take applications from, from previous patients. But anyway, go ahead, Shano. Could have been probably. But uh, no, I mean, I put my smile on and did, you know, went to work every day. And um, a lot of people had no idea what was going on, you know, between the ears. You know what I mean? But, it, 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 you know, it, it happens. And um you know, the, the brain was always spinning. It was hard to get it to slow down. Mm. And I think only time, only time did that. Okay, okay but even though it's only time, would, would you say now you have overcome, you know, obviously I know that like September 11th's never gonna leave you. Like with John, John's battles will never leave him. I mean, it's something that both of you, I'm not that being asked here to tell you to his faces, but I think you both know that's something that you're both gonna carry. It's just, it's a part of your life. But right. do you feel that now like, I mean, like, I, I, I can't even imagine that day, Sean. Like, I, I, even though you've told me the story and I've heard it from others, unless you lived it, it's, it's like the same with John. I, I'll never know what it's like to be in a firefight with the Taliban in Afghanistan. You, you can try to imagine it and you can watch all the movies, but only the guys who have done it or the gals who have done it are going to know about it. It's the same with that. But today, you know, do you feel like you've overcome that with perhaps a little guts and grit? Mm -hmm. yeah. I hey, I got it in there. <laughs> Good job. I do. No, you, you, you do, huh? No, but I mean, it, it, is I'm it telling you, like the early days were really tough. I mean, it, <clears throat> it felt like this is this is how I can make you understand what I felt like. It felt like 
somebody had a fire hose and was um, blasting blood through my body. That's what it felt like all the time. There was no slowing down. Um, and my wife would think I was a complete maniac. You know, I'd get up three o'clock in the morning sometimes and go for a five mile run. And she'd be like, what the heck are you doing? And in the beginning, you know, she, she would be nervous because I was out there and um, she knew something was bothering me and stuff like that. And um, after a while, she just let me go because then that was better. That was, that was, that was much better for me just to, just to go do my thing and not get kind of harassed for, for it. You know, in the beginning, she'd be like, well, I'm nervous. You know? And it, it, it kind of made things worse, you know, because it's like, you know, um, anyway, that's how I kind of coped. It's just, you know, I'd go for runs. And, well, it, as, as John likes to say, you train to be hard to kill. And so you go for <laughs> runs and you do push-ups. Johnny, my, I got a question kind of for you. So, Again, I, I know that you've been out there, and we've talked now, it's nine tours, and you've gone through a lot. Do you ever have any issues, and you know, I know you say you get over them with, with humor and stuff like that, but do you use anything else to just kind of power your way through? I mean, I know also that, I know you're a, a real leader in the terms of you like to lead from the front. You want all you guys to show, you know, to see that this is what, you know, what you should be doing. Uh, do you have any, or do you have any advice for any other younger, either soldiers or guys like Sean or anybody out there who's going through a really tough time on how to kind of maybe get through it? Well, it's kind of a multifaceted question, right? So there isn't, like I mentioned, Sean, just a minute ago, like, you know, we can find some humor in, in the dark, the dark humor side of it, right? We laugh we can find healing and strength in that to try and get us through it. But as far as to totally like Mark, what, what, ha what you have endured, it doesn't go away. If that makes sense. Yep. Right. That's, that's always going to be a part of us. Anyone that's experienced any kind of traumatic event like that, that doesn't go away. Yeah. Right. But as time goes on, it dulls. What, what's that, Sean? It dulls. It dulls. It dulls. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. It does. It's not, it doesn't cut as, as sharply as it did when it first happened. And what, what it does is uh, at times, if you can, uh, like Sean, I would say the times I'm out, I got a, a, a rucksack on my back and I'm out, I'm trying to do like 12, 12 miles under two hours or something, right? You're out running your five miles. It's, it's a chance to get out there and, and, and kind of assess, right? It's not so much you wanna, uh, for me, it's not so much I wanna relive the horrible event, but it's like, okay, so this is where I'm at. This is what took place. I can't change the past. And as I'm moving forward, like, hey, I, how is this going to impact me the rest of today into tomorrow? And, you know, I, I look at that and, and and I try and look for ways, like I said, as an assessment to go ahead and be like, all right, well, I don't want to fall back there because I can get caught up in my thoughts. And I don't want to be there. So all of a sudden the fatigue's hitting it, right? The muscle burning's kicking in while I'm out doing my PT. And, and it keeps my mind off of that. But then when I have the opportunity to talk to younger soldiers or as well as like Sean, you said, sharing the experience with your, your buddies that were in the military because they had more of an idea to be able to relate to, right? When I talk to my buddies that served with me on my left and right, whether it's a phone call or a text message, like I reach out to check on them. And then next thing you know, it's like what we call a buddy check. Yeah. And it turns into a conversation and those laughs and those jokes start coming up and 
I know they're good. They know I'm good. And it's like, all right. And, and those types of things help you get through it, Mark. Having those, uh, what we'd call support networks. Mm. But in, in the civilian world, some of it's just calling them our buddies, right? Your friend. Absolutely. Yeah, actually, um, another military guy, uh, Mark knows, would call me um, all the time with those types of um, calls. Um, Lee Power, right? Yeah, of course. Cool. I was about to say, yeah, so I was Lee, about to say Sergeant Power. Yeah, so Lee would call me and, and uh, he'd make some jokes and say, you got to get some coloring books and... <laughs> Um, cause that's what he would do. Um, uh, that was like the therapy that helped him. Um, and he lost a lot of guys in, in battle. So, um, you know, he was, he was helpful too. I guess it was just helpful to know that other people have been through something like that. And, you know, the amount of anxiety I had was, it was, it was bad. You, you know, you, you think, I, I think about like, everyone gets anxiety, right? Like there's, there's nothing against, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, yeah. especially at, at the age we're all at now. And, and besides Joy, everybody else, the three of us are all in the same category. Well, you're not as old as us yet. So, but, uh, but I mean, it, it, it helps to know, like, again, like there are others who have it and who have been through with it. But I, I also think in my head, like, the anxiety that you might have in your regular day life, you need to think hard about having it in general, you know, like stupid stuff. Like I got to do the, the, the dishes. I got to do, you know, when there is anxiety such as thinking about September 11th or thinking about being hit with a roadside bomb and attacked by the Taliban. So you got to when I ever I talk to guys like you guys, I think about my own life. I'm like, you need to shut up. And just, uh, you know, like you need to just shut up and be happy. Like, you know, you're running five miles. He's 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 rocking, you know, with 12, miles. 12 miles. And I'm strolling through the conservation area with my camera looking for owls. And it takes me like six hours to go 100 yards. So it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, all right, I, I'm not training to be hard to kill. I'm training to like get up the stairs. But no, but uh, it is incredible that uh, that you, the both of us, I want to just say thanks to both of you. Like, yeah. John, I know, yeah. uh, and, and John, like, again, like the, the fact that you continue to come on and put up with me and, and it's, it's, we really thank you guys for sharing these stories. Because I, I think today it's kind of good to see that there are, you know, we got some good stories out there. The world may be a little screwy right now, so to speak, but... We're not talking about that. We are here to talk about guts and grit. Remember the talk beforehand. So anyway, but uh, yeah, John, the fact you put up with Mark this long is both of them, both of them. So it's 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 even better. But you know, Sean, I I really I, again I can't thank you enough for coming on today. We're getting close to the time, although that went faster than I thought. Hey, Mark, I, I got something, Mark. Okay, I I, that's what I was waiting. To. Go ahead, Johnny. All right. So so Sean, you mentioned something you did that day, and. It, it reminds me of a lot of things that I, I and I have talked to some of, several of my other uh, army buddies when, uh, I don't mean to say it, you know, like when the shit hits the fan, right? And you're going, you're, all, you're like in survival mode, you're going down. Like, I, I'll never forget uh, one of my worst ambushes earlier on in my career I got into and it, it was pure chaos. It was, it, I, I was scared, I was so scared. I was doing what I was supposed to do, what I was trained to do. I was shooting back. They were shooting at me. I was shooting back. And it became so overwhelming that it just became like a peaceful bliss. And I just accepted where I was. I believed in God. I was like, well, this is it. This is it. And my concern then, and like you, you, you were concerned about helping that woman and get, getting her out. 
you weren't thinking, you, you just, you just, like in this moment, you're not thinking of just like only of you. I'm only thinking of Sean. Sean needs to get out of here. You're looking at other people struggling and you start helping. I got, I got into this moment of just pure bliss and then I wasn't worried about myself anymore. I accepted, wow, I'm in a bad situation. I'm probably not gonna make it out of here, but this person over to my left and this right, I'm gonna do whatever it takes so they can get, get out yeah. of here. No, I, that's I, awesome. that, and that's, and that's actually something, Sean, I never thought of that. I'm glad John pointed that out, that even in the, and there's most people would have been like, I'm getting out of Dodge. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm running over people to get out like Costanza fire. And he, you know, when he, that Seinfeld, when he wrecked everybody, one of my favorites, but anyway. And Sean, I think I, re I don't remember you talking about like, carrying that woman down the stairs. No. Far. I remember you saying she had like the deer in the headlights look and was scared to go anywhere and you grabbed her, but that's a lot going down 73 stairs. Yeah, and she fell a thousand times. Mm. I'm not even exaggerating. I mean, think about like the highest high heels. Um, Sometimes you know, I wear them, trust me. Because that's how they dressed, you know, they were, you know, we were in suits and, you know, they were in, you know, whatever, you know, they're, they're women's suits or whatever, but, you know, they had um, all high heels, you know, on and there was only like, there was only three elevators. You know, you couldn't take the elevator. Well, it, it, and another thing I wanted to point out, and I know we're cutting it close, but um, that, you know, both of you have overcome those obstacles using guts and grit and uh, have gone on to become, you know, successful in both your careers and in your family lives. John, I want to say congratulations. I think I saw your daughter graduate from high school the other day. And Shano, I know you have... Um, Two coming up? Yeah. No, they're not high school age yet, are they, or am I that old? Uh, my daughter's in high school. She's uh, 14, freshman, Mashpee High School. All right, but um, the, the moral of my story is, is that, you know, despite going through incredible traumatic events, using a little guts and grit, sorry, I had to keep doing it, uh, you can, uh, you know, you can, you can keep going. And to anybody out there watching, like, who might be down on their dumps or who might think, like, you know, it's it's I am I'm against over on you know odds I can't overcome. I would say that you know you guys are both great examples of that's you know can be done. I'm babbling. It's so so Mark, something I just want to add to that to, to emphasize more guts and grit, especially with you, Sean, is it it took guts and grit to get to survive such a thing, right? Mm -hmm. But then you got you got to go ahead and grind it out afterwards. It's what happens afterwards. All that time for you to go ahead and get that sharp pain that 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 incident to go ahead and start to dull for you to cope and, and and move forward right so that takes so much guts and grit to go ahead and just you know continue to push on versus when you get down in those dark places you could make some bad choices right we we, we all know somebody or people that do make uh, permanent decisions with temporary problems right so look look at you know the success we are now sean in life um, just like, you know, I would, I'm not going to say I'm successful. I'm, I, I consider myself just fortunate, but where, where you are in life, if we measure our successes, you're married, you got kids, you, um, you've endured, you've, you've proven to have guts and grit to go ahead and push on with life in a positive way. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say most that's behind me. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, I don't have that anxiety anymore. Um, awesome. you know, I look at every day as, you know, a new day, new opportunity, um, you know, I don't, I don't have that constant stress anymore, but, um, man, I had it for a long time and it was, 
it was tough. And no, like I said, the hardest part is nobody really knew what was going on. Um, because I, you know, I didn't want to go, you know, tell everybody, you know, this is what's going on in my head. And, um, but I mean, like I said, I went through a million doctors and, you know, they just didn't seem to, they understood what I was going through, but they, at the end of the day, they can't help you. You just got to work through it. So. Well, Sean, we're glad to hear. Sean, another thing that I, I think I recall, were you a member of any football teams when you were younger? That went undefeated. Sure. That went undefeated. Sure. Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> Sean and I were on the 1991 Demons, undefeated Dean Red Demons. We like to throw that out every now and then. But listen, Sean, oh, seriously, I, I can't thank you enough for coming out today. Uh, I think we're just reaching to the end of the hour here, and I know you guys both have stuff to do. I know John's got to go out and, and, and run rucksacks and make me feel even <laughs> worse about how lazy I've been lately. John, before you ever get you down here, I'm going to be in shape. I'm every t every day I'm like I can't do I can't host a show with Melson and look like this much longer. So, but uh, boys, I, I really think when I first met met, met Randy, he was like a hundred. Right, we don't need to tell ripped. these stories. We don't need to and tell ripped. these stories. We don't need to tell these yeah. stories. Those days are... Ripples <laughs> on the stomach. Yeah. Uh, now we got ripples on the stomach, but they're in a bulbous... <laughs> now I got a, a bad softer. case of what, what I call the Dunlap's disease, and that's my stomach Dunlap's over my pants. <laughs> so we're, we're working on it here in the office. We're trying to cut out going out to lunch in anyway. But listen... <laughs> Up and downstairs. Yes. Thank you all for tuning in once again to Guts and Grit. This was episode four. Of course, we had Sean Pierce. Sean... Thank survive you, September 11th and of course our co-host John Melson and my co-host Joy please follow us on Facebook YouTube Rumble uh, what else am I missing Podbean and of course we're on all the places where you get your podcast apps you can join us next week for our second special guest we are having Officer Jimmy McSorley from the LAPD, also known on social media as Nako Nolan. You can catch Detective McSorley in Netflix's Vanishing of the Cecil Hotel. He's also a jujitsu practitioner, so we're going to be talking about how he uses that to kind of get by in life also. But we can't thank you all enough for tuning in on behalf of myself, Noah, Engineer, Joy, and John. Thank you all so much. Johnny, you have any final words? Or Sean, do you have any final words? God bless America. We need it right now. All right. How about you, Johnny? Thank you. You know me, Mark. I'm just going to go ahead and tell everybody to keep out, stay out there grinding and, and train to be hard to kill. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in to Guts and Grit. Thank you, guys. See you all soon, guys. Have a great day. Guts and Grit. Like, subscribe, comment, share.